It's Friday, November 1st. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, China pressed the on button on 5G. We'll connect the dots on why the US and China have been racing to get there first. Then a new medicine just approved by the FDA could be life-changing for thousands of people in the US living with cystic fibrosis. And finally, we say goodbye to the inventor of our morning mantra. Zen. Restraint. Patience. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. The most complicated story today is about 5G, which is basically the next generation of super-fast internet. Chances are, unless you've got a special phone or happen to live in one of a few cities in the U.S., 5G isn't on the menu. But that's not the case in China. This week, China's top mobile phone companies turned on their 5G networks. And thanks to years of government planning, Chinese 5G is leaving U.S. 5G in the dust. And this could have a big impact on the U.S. economy and even U.S. national security. So today we're going to get into what 5G actually is why China's been winning this race so far, and what that can mean for the U.S. and the rest of the world. Let's start with a quick explainer on 5G. You may have seen this in the Daily Skim this morning. It's a cellular network technology. The G stands for generation. If you've ever had bad service and dropped down to 3G, you know it can kind of feel like... Each generation of cellular technology gets faster. And 5G is a hot new thing. We won't get too technical, but rolling out 5G isn't as easy as turning up the power at cell towers. It involves using new radio frequencies and setting up new antennas to transmit data and inventing new chips and hardware to receive that data. But once that's in place, 5G has some major benefits, like being able to deliver data up to 100 times faster than 4G. 5G also reduces lag the time it takes between clicking something on your phone and the cell network receiving that command. 5G is gonna reduce that lag a lot and make sure data transmits more smoothly. Quick sidebar, you may have seen some people or websites arguing that there are health risks associated with 5G. Some version of this argument has crept up ever since the invention of cell phones. The World Health Organization says it's found no health dangers associated with mobile phone use. Neither has the FCC which says cell phones, including those that use 5G, are okay. We've linked to a few articles on this topic in our show notes. Okay, back to the story. So 5G is bringing super fast data with almost no lag and no interruptions to the world. And that's not just great for streaming crystal clear episodes of Succession on your commute to work. It could also revolutionize the technology of the future. If you've heard the phrase, the Internet of Things, that's what we're talking about. It's a vision of technology where everything talks to everything else. We're talking temperature and motion sensors in every room of your house to keep things bright and just the right temperature. Or a pacemaker that sends advanced heart data to your cardiologist in real time. You get the point. By one study, there could be 500 billion Internet of Things devices in the world by 2030. And there could be 8.5 billion people in the world at that point. So we're talking on average nearly 60 Internet of Things devices per person, which means 5G could turn us all into the Jetsons. A top official at the Chinese tech company Huawei even predicted last year that 5G would totally reshape the world to one where almost everything is online. 
Actually, in the future, I believe it will be very difficult to not be online. This is a big change. 5G is also going to play a huge role in technologies like virtual reality. 5G could also help connect really sleek smart glasses to the internet. So you and your gaming friends don't need to wear boxes over your heads. It could also allow driverless cars to communicate their speeds or warn about a pothole as they race down highways really fast. 5G could revolutionize healthcare too, letting surgeons remotely perform robotic surgeries on patients from miles away. Cool, right? So all those things are coming down the pipe, regardless of whether China or the US takes the lead in 5G. Then why is China's 5G pushed to be first, freaking other people out? Some American economists say one of the reasons the US economy did so well over the last decade is because of the nationwide rollout of 4G. That gave tech and software companies a lot of data to work with and helped the US remain a global tech leader. But if China keeps expanding its lead in 5G, the concern is that it might be Chinese car companies that take the lead in autonomous vehicles, or so-called smart factories or virtual reality. And if that happens, the American tech sector and the American manufacturing sector could lose out. And there are also security concerns about China's 5G lead. Business leaders and politicians worry that 5G networks being built by Chinese companies around the world could lead to more Chinese spying or corporate espionage, meaning they're worried that a cutting-edge blueprint or confidential PowerPoint shared on a Chinese-built 5G network could make its way back to a Chinese competitor. That's just one of the reasons the U.S. government has tried blacklisting one of China's major telecommunications companies, Huawei, from the U.S. market. But since China's taking the lead anyway, a lot of other countries are turning to Huawei instead of U.S. companies to build their 5G networks. So what's the skim? The world's largest 5G network just got switched on big time in China. Anybody in one of 50 Chinese cities, including Beijing and Shanghai, can now get hooked up with the fastest mobile data plans anywhere. China's not the only country with a 5G network, but it's way ahead of the US right now. By the end of the year, China says it will have more than 130,000 5G base stations. Compare that to a projected 10,000 in the US. So you get the picture. And if the US doesn't close that gap, the American economy could lose its edge too. We've got a lot more content on China's expanding global influence and on 5G technology on our website at theskim.com slash guides. It's Friday, and we have a bit of a feel-good story to kick off your weekend about a new potentially life-changing treatment for a deadly lung disease called cystic fibrosis. More than 30,000 people in the U.S. live with cystic fibrosis, or CF. If you didn't know about it before, you may remember it got some attention in a rom-com released earlier this year. People with cystic fibrosis aren't supposed to get within six feet because we could end up catching each other's bacteria. The movie is called Five Feet Apart, starring Cole Sprouse and Haley Lou Richardson. And it's about a forbidden romance between both characters who have CF. Why forbidden? Because CF is all about germs. The gene mutation that causes CF basically means that mucus clogs the lungs and traps germs. 
that leads to lung infections, inflammation, and other complications that can make it really hard to breathe. That's why people with CF often try to avoid other people's germs as much as possible, especially germs from other people with CF. Back in the 1950s, kids diagnosed with CF barely lived long enough to go to elementary school. Now, new treatments have made it possible for people to live longer and even have kids of their own. But the average life expectancy for those with CF is still a little more than half of what it is for people without the disease. Symptoms are different for everyone who has it, and patients have to be really on top of their treatments. They have to work hard at fighting the disease every day. It's a lot. And that's why the CF community is really pumped about a new development. Yesterday, researchers presented data at a conference in Tennessee and published studies in two medical journals about a new three-drug treatment that targets the gene that causes CF. It's been shown to improve lung function, which also means fewer hospitalizations. Last week, the Food and Drug Administration gave the okay. And overall, it could help 90% of patients have a higher quality of life. The downside is that the treatment still can't help about 10% of patients. The Cystic Fibrosis Foundation announced on Wednesday that it's putting $500 million towards research to help those patients. Another catch? The drugs will likely cost a whopping $311,000 per year. Although doctors think insurers in the U.S. will cover the cost. So this drug could help a lot of people with CF. It's not a cure, but the doctor who led the team in the 80s that found the gene that causes CF wrote this week, quote, this should be a cause for major celebration. Any excuse for a party. Happy Friday. It's November 1st, which means it's also the start of National Novel Writing Month, a.k.a. NaNoWriMo. It's a yearly online challenge that encourages participants to write 50,000 words, or the average length of a short novel, in just 30 days. Turns out, one Skim HQer has tried this before, as part of a high school project. I had just watched the show Lost, uh, like fully binged it. And there's like so much stuff from Lost. Every number I use in that like little novella is like one of the numbers from Lost, like 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. It's like all that. We also talked to skimmer Avery, who has lots of experience as a writer. And she said if you're trying to write a novel, setting a daily word count goal is key. I really like using this app called Freedom that turns off your internet for you. So you sit down and it's just complete tunnel vision into your novel for however long it takes you to finish those thousand words or 2000 words, depending on what your goal is. But beyond just setting time aside each day to write, Avery says it's also important to make time for your characters. You know, you have to be communicating with these characters that you're creating. So I think another um, great piece of advice would be to have an open communication. This sounds sort of hokey, but have an open communication with your characters and write letters from your characters to yourself before you start if you're stuck. I don't think that you need a really wild or fantastical plot device to push along a novel. I think that you just need tension that's created by the mystery and uncertainty of human relationships. If you're taking up the challenge, let us know how it's going. Call us at 646-461-6370. If your vibe is more reading great novels, head on over to theskim.com slash reads for some ideas. 
Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from the British Parliament. With Brexit going on, Parliament hasn't been a very chill place. But one person has made the whole process a little more enjoyable. John Burkow. For the last decade, he's been the Speaker of the House of Commons, which is kind of like the referee of British politics. It's Burkow's job to keep everyone from talking over each other. And he takes that job very seriously. Zen, restraint, patience. No, no, order, order, order. The honorable gentleman has got to learn the art of patience. Yesterday was Burkow's last day, what was supposed to be Brexit day. Now Brexit is delayed again, but Burkow says he won't be here for it. And yesterday, he gave a rather subdued goodbye. Order, order. And that's all for Skim This. Thank you so much for listening this week, and we'd love for you to rate and review us online. A lot of news happens over the weekend, so to catch up first thing on Monday, sign up for our morning newsletter, The Daily Skim, at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. 